Welcome to Hakol Radio's Top 3 segment, where we discuss the top three news stories of the day. Hakol Radio, powered by the Muncie Mavasser and broadcasting live from Schlerko Studios in Muncie, New York. Number 1 During discussions in Doha, Qatar, on Tuesday, November 28th, officials representing Israel, the U.S., Qatar, and Egypt were in consensus about working toward extending the current pause in the Israel-Hamas war to get more hostages out of Gaza, according to a source familiar with the discussions. The expectation was that if everything went well on the sixth day of the truce on Wednesday, November 29th, and Hamas released at least 10 Israeli hostages as planned, Hamas could produce an additional list of hostages for the following day, extending the pause for another 24 hours, the source said. Hamas released two hostages with Russian citizenship as a gesture of appreciation for the position taken by Russian President Vladimir Putin, according to a top official in the territory. It remained unclear if the two also held Israeli citizenship. The announcement was made by Musa Abu official from the Hamas political wing, as reported by the Khan public broadcaster. The release of the two Russian citizens was in addition to the 10 Israelis who were set to be released later on that day. Gidon Hyman, whose 84-year-old mother, Ditsa, was released from Gaza the day before, said she was kept in condition so bad that not even a young person would necessarily survive. Quote, my mother did not receive any medical treatment during all those days. The conditions were bad, such that even a young person would not be certain to survive, neither physically nor mentally, he told Army Radio. The White House had said it remained hopeful that some Americans might be released on Wednesday as part of the two-day extension of the initial pause and hostilities between Hamas and Israel. Quote, no Americans, unfortunately, now today, but we're hopeful tomorrow's another day. And we're cer- we certainly hope that we can see some more Americans come out, said National Security Council Strategic Communications Coordinator John Kirby on Tuesday. Kirby had said that there remained no indication at all that Hamas not releasing American hostages was some sort of tactic or leverage, pointing to the small pool of Americans being held captive and the difficult logistics. Clashes between Palestinian gunmen and Israeli troops had reportedly been raging overnight in the northern West Bank city of Jenin, where Palestinian media outlets said that the IDF was operating as part of apparent counter-terror efforts. Negotiators believe that there were enough women and children in Hamas captivity to extend the truce by two additional days before the discussion turned to men and soldier hostages, the source said. CIA Director Bill Burns, who had traveled to the region to participate in discussions about the next steps in the Israel-Hamas truce, was involved in discussions with his counterparts about eventually broadening the category of hostages to be, to be released to men and soldiers. There were also talks related to getting the bodies of those killed by Hamas out of Gaza. On Tuesday night, November, November 28th, a tweet from President Joe Biden's campaign account featuring three sentences from a speech he gave on Shabbos, November 25th, about hostage releases, which created uncertainty about a potential policy shift regarding the Israel-Hamas war. The tweet expressed concern about continuing on the, quote, path of terror, violence, killing, and war, and was interpreted by some as an endorsement of a whole-scale ceasefire. A senior journalist from El Manor and a far-left activist saw it as a, quote, major shift in tone for the administration. However, a senior Biden administration official clarified to Jewish Insider that there is no change in policy. The official emphasized that the White House's support for Israel and its military campaign against Hamas remains steadfast. The 
president maintains the belief that Israel has a right, has the right, to defend itself from an active terrorist threat. And the statement in the tweet was part of a longer speech. The administration underscores its strong support for Israel as it defends itself against Hamas. Number two. On Tuesday, November 28th, House Democrats initiated a move to prompt a vote within the week on the expulsion of Representative George Santos from New York, resurrecting a resolution from earlier in the year. Led by Representatives Robert Garcia of California and Dan Goldman of New York, this action follows a recent resolution introduced by the Republican Chairman of the House Ethics Committee, Representative Michael Guest of Mississippi. The Ethics Committee's report had uncovered, quote, substantial evidence of Mr. Santos, a Republican, violating the law. Introduced on November 17th by Representative Guest, the Republican resolution lacked a specific, a specified timeline. Since then, Republicans have, del- have deliberated on whether to protect or expel Mr. Santos, recognizing the significant consequences associated with either course of action. However, the Democrats' resolution holds privileged status necessitating Speaker Mike Johnson to address it within two days. While Republicans may attempt to table or postpone the vote, such moves would require majority support in the House. Notably, these maneuvers wouldn't preclude a vote on the Republican resolution if the party's leadership decides to act independently to mitigate the appearance of Democrats compelling their hand. Expressing impatience with the lack of action from Republicans, Representative Goldman asserted that waiting for 11 months yielded no results. Expressing skepticism that they would fulfill their stated intentions, he criticized those who couldn't recognize Mr. Santos' unsuitability for Congress, labeling labeling them, quote, pure political animals. Representative Garcia echoed this sentiment, stating that Mr. Santos facing charges of massive crime and fabrications is prepared for expulsion. Speaker Johnson refrained from commenting on the Democrats' initiative. Mr. Santos has withstood two expulsion attempts despite revelations in various publications including the New York Times about his fabricated life story and federal charges of 23 felonies. The removal of Mr. Santos from the House necessitates a two-thirds supermajority. Since the release of the Ethics Committee's report, several members from both parties previously opposed the expulsion have indicated a shift in their perspectives on the matter. Number 3 Hunter Biden is prepared to testify in a public hearing before the House Oversight Committee, as revealed by a letter from his lawyer, Abby Lowell, on Tuesday, November 28th. The disclosure comes in response to a subpoena seeking a closed-door deposition marking an escalation in the ongoing dispute between Hunter Biden and congressional Republicans focusing on his past business dealings. Lowell's letter cites comments from Representative James Comer from Kentucky, the committee chairman, challenging Hunter Biden to testify in public. In the letter, Lowell states, quote, Mr. Chairman, we take you up on your offer, and Hunter Biden is willing to answer pertinent questions at a public oversight and accountability committee hearing. The letter emphasizes that a public proceeding would prevent potential issues like selective leaks, manipulated transcripts, or one-sided press statements. In response, Comer indicates that he will not comply with Hunter Biden's request for a public deposition, asserting that Hunter Biden is attempting to set his own rules. The committee still expects Hunter Biden to appear for a closed-door deposition on December 13th, with the possibility of a public testimony at a later date. Lowell's letter takes a combative tone, citing past statements from Comer and urging an end to the, quote, empty investigation. It emphasizes that Hunter Biden is willing to appear at a public hearing in December, challenging the accusations as baseless and suggesting that the American people should witness it themselves. 
The House Oversight Committee had earlier issued subpoenas for Hunter Biden and James Biden as part of its investigation into, into the Biden family's finances. Thanks for tuning in to the Top 3 segment live on Hako Radio, and have a great day.